Hello everybody, welcome back to Lifehouse Church Spiritual Warfare Podcast. My name is Ben Hobson, I'm here with David Dummett. Hi everybody, how are you all going? Oh, I said it again. <laughs> Sorry I'm Anna. A, no, look Anna. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a friendly guy? A friendly guy. I know. Yeah. I'm, I just, I'm apologising to Anna on behalf of David. I tell him every time. Actually, I didn't that time, did I? Didn't yeah. remind you. No. Anyway. What we're talking about today is the fruit of the Spirit. We're continuing our series, and we're talking today on patience. Now, as David said last week, he lost his notes on the first two fruits. And last week we did peace, and this week we're focusing on patience. We had a bit of a shock this morning, because in getting my notes for patience, we found that they were all referring to goodness, but we finally found it. Yeah. (laughs) David's computer, you should see his desktop, it's just littered with icons. No, 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 it's actually cleared now. You because cleaned I fi- it? I finally, got, I finally got Microsoft Note working. Ah, did um, your son show you? How to do I it? don't know, it just, <laughs> I loaded it up, it wouldn't load, and then I just got irritated with it, left it alone, yeah. showed a bit of impatience. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> this is a good story. <laughs> and then came back, switched it on one day, and it loaded. Ah. So I'm thinking, all right, well done. fair enough. And then I'm teaching myself how to use it very nice very see nice. whenever i think of the fruit of the spirit patience i'm always reminded of that aesop's fable the um the tortoise and the hare you know what i mean yeah, where the yeah. hare's going frantic running around but he's a bit arrogant he's a bit impatient and the old tortoise just keeps plodding on patient yeah. that's what i'm reminded of anyway yeah all right so david you want to kick us off all right um <clears throat> what what i think people are going to slowly start to see is is the importance of the fruit of the spirit and as we get into this teaching we're going to see that unfortunately this fruit will not grow with calm water christians yeah now explain that word for us because all right you've just, got it written down there yeah, and i've been wondering about it just, calm water Christians. just imagine just imagine um each christian is a ship or a boat okay and 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 remember last week we spoke about the raging Humanity is a raging sea. It's a sea that tossing turmoil. I think you also use a hurricane as a hurricane, as well. yeah, and all yep. of that. And so, whenever whenever the Bible talks about humanity outside of God, it's like a raging sea. It describes yep. it a raging sea. Everything is all over the place. Now, <clears throat> Christians are meant to sail that sea. That sea, the raging, the raging sea. sea. We yeah. are sent into the world to present the kingdom of God to the mm. people of the world. Yeah. Now, calm water Christians are Christians that stay in the confines of the church mm. and, and 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 that's that's like that's like the safety of the harbor yeah yeah right so they they'll they'll sail around and be happy sailing around but they're not going out of the harbor what do they call it walls what do I, they call I it i don't know the well those things that you know you travel out outside the, the harbor oh, yeah. buoys no no that's too large buoys <laughs> it's like saying a word but christians are actually designed and meant for deep water yep and that's going back to that scripture where Jesus talks about, um, I can't even remember now, it's the doctor, you know, how can you go, oh, actually, I know I've got my analogies mixed up. What I did want to say, though, was that when I was in a band, we played a lot of pub gigs, played a lot of secular band gigs, and we got a few emails from a few angry Christians, as in, how could you do that? Why are you going to play those gigs? Why are you going into that world and it's so dangerous for you why are you doing that and we're like well you know fermented don't need a doctor that is true mm. well jesus did say something like that that's that's the analogy i was yes. going for but i can't remember what it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, what, what, going back to the fruit, uh, this fruit is specifically <clears throat> grown and developed for Christians that are deep water Christians. And you can't grow and develop this fruit in the harbor. Yeah, it's okay. only grown and developed in the raging sea, and it's and, and that's where it is used, that's where it is needed, and that's where the armor is used as well. And so the two combined, once you're out into the world, once you're out fulfilling Isaiah 61, Matthew 28, that's when this stuff comes to the fore. That's really interesting. So you're saying that calm water Christians, people who just remain in that bay, won't have developed much in the way of the fruit of the spirit of patience. No. And how does that manifest itself well, in everyday life? Like, can you give an example or something? Okay, let me give you the dic- the dictionary definition. You know, okay. type, type in the word patience on your computer and click out the word, go to the thesaurus. Endurance, stain power, tolerance, a lack of complaint, persistence, fortitude, serenity. Hmm. So where, where would you see that manifested? In the, in the soft confines of a of a lovely church setting <laughs> where you go to church on a Sunday and have the three choruses, yeah. a preaching of the word, and then you just go back underground for a while. That's and very back. interesting. Like, you wouldn't see fortitude develop there, well, would do you? do you need an endurance and staying power when you're going in, going in and, and, and talking to someone that is addicted yeah. and you're trying to rescue this person for the kingdom of God or when the enemy is attacking you because you're rescuing this person for the for the kingdom of God, and you're going in and speaking to it. Yeah. You know, what do you, where do you need tolerance when you're talking to, oh, my brother, how are you today? Oh, very fine. You know, like, a, you know, like we showed at boot camp, the, 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 the nice Christian man, yeah. as opposed to the warrior Christian man. Yeah. Where do you need tolerance? You need tolerance when you're in the face of the enemy, mm. and, 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 and the person you're reaching out and speaking to is just going at you, and you need the tolerance basically to put up with a lot of nonsense so that you can. <laughs> Uh, give him the uh, give him the scriptures. I think the interesting one that you've got listed there is lack of complaint, because mm. you often see the Christians who just stay in the bay, complaining about a lot of stuff. Everything. Yeah. And, and and where did we? Someone at boot camp mentioned this. I'm not sure which one. Where you will know how close to the front line a person is by what they're complaining yeah, about. Yeah, that's right. That was, I think your son might have said yeah. that, actually, yeah. So the further back, when you, you know, the, the guys are complaining about... Um, the tea being too hot. Yeah. And the well, air conditioning yeah. being on the wrong setting. You'll know that they're not in the front they're line. Not the front line soldiers saying, where are my bullets? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my water? Where's the artillery? <laughs> it's very, I've, I've actually had that in the back of my mind since boot camp, is that exact thing. You can tell a lot about what story a guy is living by what he complains about or what she complains about as well. Lack of complaint, though, is a fruit of patience, would you Mm. say? Yeah, it's interesting. Now, all the fruit of the Holy Spirit grows on this mountain. Mm. And this mountain's got a name. What's the name? Mount Trial. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I just... <laughs> Seems to be with everything, doesn't it? And I've 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 seen it in the past and you've counseled me on it is like, you know, I'll be praying, Lord, develop patience within me. Develop oh, no, it. No, no, that and wrong you're, you're like, <laughs> You don't pray. No, that. Don't pray that. Because you know where the Lord leads you. Man trial. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I felt it too. You know you know what boggles my mind is when 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 Christians sing worship and praise to God without realizing what they sing. Lord, send the fire, send the fire. No! (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to judge yourself. (laughs) Sort yourself out. Only send the fire if you really need to send it, Lord. But I just... Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, if you pray Teach for... me love, Lord. Teach me how to love. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the same for all these fruits, isn't it? Don't, don't yeah. yeah pray don't, for the, pray don't, for the fruits. <laughs> don't ask the Lord to teach you about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's your, your real counsel is to say that. Yes. Really. Teach me about love, Lord. What is he going to do? He's going to take you to the unlovable. Yeah, he is. He's going to take you so far out of your comfort zone because sometimes, oftentimes, when, when, when we pray these prayers, we're in our comfort zone, we're in our nice little picket fence church yeah. with the stained glass windows, and we're going to teach love, Lord. And we, you know, we've got these beautiful, serene images. But when he, you know, and, 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 and what God will do is He will take you outside your comfort zone into a soup kitchen where you're dealing with drug addicts and street people and worse. Yeah. It's easy to love the lovable. Absolutely. Even enemies. See, this even, fruit, this even fruit, Satanists would love their families. This fruit is grown in the storm. Yeah, in the raging seas. And that's where it's needed, and that's where it's used. I mean, James 1, 3. Consider it a sheer gift, as is at the message. Friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. This doesn't get preached often in the church no, it right. yeah 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 james is saying hey you know when you come under a test or a trial go back to jesus when he gets sent into the desert to be tested and uh, to be tempted and tested by the devil yeah what does james say consider it a gift why you know that under pressure your life your faith life is forced into the open and it shows its true color so don't try to get out of anything prematurely mm. let it do its work so that you become mature well developed and not deficient in any way now in the amplified version of this verse it says this be assured and understand that the trial and the proving of your faith bring out what endurance steadfastness and patience yeah, that's yeah. So it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty important fruit, but this fruit is needed only in the storm when you're dealing with yeah right people you know hard people like a lot of people think you know oh you know I'm I'm an impatient person and and this that and the other and you in particular no 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 just generally they just yeah. generally they'll talk about themselves so I must I must learn the fruit of patience no that's just that's just Learning how to manage, understanding seasons, understanding times, understanding where you're at, understanding the different deserts. But the fruit of patience is when you're going in and dealing with um, people in bondages that really need um, your patience to yeah. walk with them yeah. through the storms and, 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 and to, to, to really be able to bring the message and the intent of the kingdom of God, the love of God into their lives. You need patience for that because you will become irritated, impatient, oftentimes when you, you take these people forward one step and they go back five, five steps. steps. yeah. Definitely. And this is where that patience, that endurance, that tolerance, that lack of complaint comes into play. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that Christians, you know, hey, we're talking right now about the tumultuous raging sea and we're talking about calm water as well are the people who need that patience in the raging sea are they are christians meant to come back to the calm water for a reef oh yeah yeah r and r you, yeah. you've got to manage yourself all the time and um you know yeah i'm, I'm depicting the, the the calm waters in this sense in a little bit negatively but 
in the context of warfare, in the context of going out into the world and reaching out to people, you've got to every now and come back for refreshment. Mm. You've got to come back and recharge. You've mm. got to come back and, you know, panel beat the dents yeah. and, and fix the damage that you might have gone through. You and, know, you know, self-reflect as well. What worked, yeah, what went wrong, and what happened rightly. Absolutely, and... yeah. You know, and just come recharge yourself. Go before the Lord, recharge yourself, and pace yourself in the, in these campaigns that you enter in. Yeah, yeah. That you enter into. So, yeah, patience is um, patience is important. Um, another thing, just before we go into a little bit more about patience, that I want to just throw out there is that, and I and I hinted at it earlier in what I was saying is that we we need to become very cognizant. We need to recognize seasons in our lives we need to recognize battlefields that we're going to or deserts that we are going into because the quicker we learn to realize the situation or the circumstance that we find ourselves in then we will be able to bring to bear and that's like we're going to take a bit of a break after this series here with the with the fruit and then i'm just going to start really putting my thoughts together in terms of preparing what does it look like to bring things to bear yeah and so when we recognize a circumstance, when we recognize a situation, we will be able to correctly bring to bear the weapons needed for that situation. Would you say confusion would be one of the main weapons of the enemy besides deception and um, sexual things as well? What do you just call it? Pennies, petticoats and all that sort of thing. But yeah. do you think that... Because to me, that's one of the biggest things. When you're in a cloud, when you're in the middle of something and you don't know what it is you're in, that is the most disheartening thing. That's where it beats you down, where you're not clear. You're not clear. There's no clarity, you know. But it's when you say, okay, well, I'm actually in a training ground at the moment. Then you can step out and start to engage with it. But otherwise, it's almost like you're carrying on. Would you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, well, look, I agree with that. But what I'd like to add to that is, is, is something significant, and it's this. More often than not, Christians find themselves tossed to and fro on the stormy sea and not engaging and traveling to and fro in the stormy sea. Mm. Do you understand the yes, difference there? Yeah, I do, yeah. And so if we're not recognizing, hey, it'll be, I'm, I'm in the harbor now, I'm here for r and I'm now going out onto a campaign and I'm going to be targeting Joe Soap over there because God has told me I've got to go and reach out and, 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 and speak to Joe Soap. And so at the harbor, I go, onto the storm toss sea and I deliberately with intent travel towards him engage him mm. and give him the message of the kingdom and draw him back to the harbor so that he can get trained to go back out and become a deep sea yeah, Christian yeah, you're, you're aiming for the treasure you see yeah and so it's my life is lived with deliberate intent yep Whereas oftentimes, if we are not recognizing seasons, we're not recognizing, oh, this is a time when I need to refresh. This is a time when I need to go out and engage. This is a time when I need to fight. This is a time when I need to praise. And because, I'm, because it's just like I allow myself to be carried on tides and currents mm. without deliberate direction and intent, that's when the confusion arises and the enemy will capitalize on that confusion. Yeah, And so... The second thing I want to say about that is more often than not, we need to we need to basically be walking in step with the Spirit. So it's a control issue. Not negative control, but we need to be controlling the path yes. that we're on and not just 
going out there willy-nilly and allowing the enemy to dictate what part we need to have our hands on the steering wheel we can't just let it absolutely go off absolutely um so are we able to move on now to something that's very interesting to me is the Mm. difference between passivity and patience because to me they could look the same a lot of the time they do look the same they do look that's why i want to highlight yeah so like (laughs) you know Passivity could be, you know, say for instance, you're called to reach out to your granddad who's yeah. straight off the line. You could either be patient and wait for an opportune moment to see him, or you could just be passive and not engage, and they would look the same. You would not be doing well, anything. Passivity in that sense would be used as an excuse. Yeah. And how often do Christians use passivity as an excuse, you know, and they, and, and they disguise it so well? I'm waiting on the Lord, brother. God hasn't told me yet. I just want to go and kick a head in there. You know, you know what I'm saying? God has told you. You know, you got the word of God. Go into the world and be disciples. Yeah. You know, you're hunters of men. Mm. So you need to look for opportunities. You need to look for. You need to look for random opportunities, and you need to head in for specific opportunities. Mm. You know, and while you're traveling to the to specific opportunity, look for the random opportunity. Sow the seeds. Just keep sowing because yep. you do not know when that seed will take root and be impacted and used by the Holy Spirit. So mm. you're always aware. Mm. More often than not, one of the biggest areas that passivity is used is to stay behind the walls of comfort when you are sent out to disciple people. Now, you look what I said at the AGM last night. Was it last night? Night before, yeah. yeah. Uh, before I said to the I said to our church, I'm going to be pushing you, and it's going to feel like I'm pushing you off a high diving board. You're gonna, but you will go, and you'll go screaming. Mm. Just don't belly flop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might never like the high diving board because you know me and heights. Yeah, you're terrified. I don't like heights at all, but I, I will, I will jump. Yeah, you because will. I'm going for a target. Yeah, <laughs> I get you. Okay, so passive passivity is not encouraged in the Bible. It is, oh, it's, it's, it's... Well, the talents, the talents again. Didn't we speak on that? Or was that a sermon that I heard? Yeah, yeah. Was it, you, I, you spoke I've, on that, I've yeah. spoken of that quite often in terms yeah. of, you know, that just burying your talent, passivity. It's just, it's, it's... That was on boot camp, I think. Yeah. You really drove that home, yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's definitely not encouraging the Bible. Uh, it's a problem. The problem with this is that it's not... Um, it's religion... And the spirit of religion promotes it, mm. promotes passivity. Yeah. And the equivalent in the world, political correctness, prom- promotes passivity. Mm-hmm. And so passivity can manifest in a whole lot of areas, and it can also disguise itself. Yes, it can. As, as you said, as patience. Yep. There's can a I, big difference. I just want to relay a story from last night. Um, I work at a video store and a guy came in and he was in there for over two hours and eventually he came to the counter with one DVD. I was like, you took that long to choose one DVD? And he said, yeah, look, the wife's getting the kids to sleep. I just didn't want to be in there. It's just chaos at that time. And, you know, she deals with it better than me. So I just thought I'd come out here, give her a rest. And and I just thought I'd just, you know, I'd get out of there. It's too chaotic for me. And I was like, really? And that to me is... You know, it sounded like he was—he's put a spin on it, where it's masquerading as something noble. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah, you know, give her the time and let her have her peace. And what he was doing is just checking out, and not absolutely coward, man. Engaging with his kids. Yeah. I mean, how you know? Before he knows yeah. it, they won't have any more bedtimes. So passive, passive is not being active. Mm. Um, if you're in a group, 
for example, like a church, it's not been um, perceptibly active. What do you mean by perceptively active? Seen you to know, be you active? Can, you, yeah, you can be seen to be active. You can be seen to be doing a lot of activities, but it's actually... And those activities are actually disguising a passivity for you not stepping out of your, your comfort zone to be a disciple and to step in like that guy, to step into a situation and say, honey, let me help you. Mm. Let me help you with this. Even mm. though I'm uncomfortable in this, let me help you in this. Mm. Um, and so you can disguise it very well. This is a very good disguise there. It's not passivity. It's not working, not operating where God wants you to operate. It can, yeah, and like you just said, like it can look like the church is thriving doing so much but you're just hiding yourself in religious busyness and not or you're engaging hiding, properly or, or you can be hiding in the numbers yeah <laughs> you know, in, in, in the, the back of the, the pew, pew warmers the pew yeah you know that's passive that's passivity yep. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures about what, what that looks like when, in the eyes of the Lord okay uh, the goal of Satan the goal of the religion and the goal of political correctness is passive obedience hmm Okay, so you can disguise your passivity and you can put different um, disguises on to make it look like you're actually obedient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're, but, but you're fulfilling a passive obedient role that is, uh, you've been congratulated by the devil, you've been congratulated by the religious spirit, religious element, you've been congratulated by the political correctness and they will, they will reward that and validate that. Yeah, that's like... That's exact. You can see that exactly in like pew warmers. Mm. We use that word to describe people who do nothing but go to church on Sundays and then go back to their regular lives. Pew warmers don't do anything, don't give anything back to the church and Christian family. And you can see that, that there's nothing. It doesn't look that wrong. It, it hides itself well. Like he's a good Christian. He's been going to church for 30 years. Honest man. Like can hide itself so well but he's not engaging he's being passive and you just said congratulated by satan yeah he loves he loves passive yeah it's not that's not a small thing is it it's not not tiny uh here's the scripture i was going to give you amplified and i'll give you the message as well uh revelation 3 16 so because you are lukewarm neither cold nor hot i will spew like that, that's like projectile vomit. Yeah. <laughs> NIV says spit. Yeah. You know how gross spitting looks. And yes, I do. Yeah. So imagine the Lord like <laughs> giving a like good yeah water spit. Yeah. Spit you out of my mouth. Now the message says, I know you inside and out, and find little to my liking. You're not cold. You're not hot. Far better to either be cold or hot. You're stale. You're stagnant. You make me want to vomit. Strong language, isn't Strong it? language. Yeah. That's how seriously Jesus takes yeah. it, though. Okay, so that's passivity. This is patience, all right? Can I say something yeah. really quick? I'm really sorry to interrupt you, but this thing here I find so interesting. It is far better to be either cold or hot. Like, Jesus would prefer to you be completely turned off to him than to be a passive man. I find that incredibly interesting. Well, think about this. Think about this. If you are writing an exam, and this is the exam that is going to make or break your whole study. If you fail this exam, you fail the course, you've got to redo the course. Okay. Would it be better for you to fail the exam by one mark or by 
complete failure, fifty percent failure, go on you down. Twenty you got twenty percent mark. I don't know. So you, you, you get your exam result at yeah. the end of the time and you look at your paper and the guy say, the, 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 the lecturer says to you, You failed this by one mark. Yeah, you'd be destroyed. And then the the other guy say, the other guy gets his paper and it says you you completely failed this. Completely. You didn't get you, you got one mark right. Yeah. That's it. Who would feel they're both gonna feel rotten, but who would feel worse? The guy who lost by one mark. Yeah. Now put it in the context of eternal hellfire. Yeah, right. The, the I passive see what you're the passive guy, the one the one talent guy that gets his talent buried, comes and presents it to the Lord and says then the Lord says, I want to cast you out into outer darkness. Or to we we've been watching these DVDs at church, Richard and and, and, and uh, the movie Kate, what Expelled. Expelled. And he and interviews Richard, Richard Dawkins, Dawkins and, and, and you see what Dawkins says about God hates God completely with a passion. Mm -hmm. Now, both of them men have the same punishment in hell, in, in the lake of fire. But who's going to suffer more? The guy with the talents. I had it. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I was had so it. close. I had it. I had it. No, I actually had it and I gave it away. I yeah, put it very... Right. Yeah, yeah. And this is, is, this is what I see when I read that, that scripture. That's what I see. Seinfeld had a joke about that actually in the Olympics. Like he said, gold medal, you won. You're the best. You trained for fifty, you know, for fifty years, ten years. You run that ten second sprint. First, you got gold, bronzer. At least I got something. Silver, one microsecond. <laughs> trained my whole life. So close. Uh, all right. Simple de definition of patience. We've gone through it before. It's an endurance. Endurance is to undergo hardship. In other words, when strain or pressure gets put on you, 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 you do not yield. Mm. It's staying power. Now, now just, just think of these words. How different does that sound to oftentimes patience, how it gets taught? Mm. Here it's endurance. If I'm putting pressure and more and more pressure on you, you have the staying power to stay to so raise storm, firm to your convictions the storm yeah. gets worse the attack gets worse but you've got the staying power to stay with this guy to stay with this target mm. to, to walk with him no matter what it's going to cost you you've got that endurance the staying power it is interesting the tolerance tolerance is to, the ability to treat someone with forbearance you know to endure hardship and pain to withstand extremes mm. That's that's a word that can get twisted as well, huh? Yeah. To tolerate, you know, wrong, to tolerate sin, for instance. Mm. That's how tolerance can get twisted. But tolerance yes. itself is incredibly strong. See, it's just, it's just the context in which you use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it is, if, yeah. If, 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 you, if you are out there extending the kingdom of God, promoting the kingdom of God, becoming what, and doing what God wants you to do, and, you, and you've got this patience, one of the aspects of patience is it's the ability to treat some with forbearance. It's the ability to endure hardship. Mm. What does Paul say to what does Paul say to Timothy in, in Timothy? Endure no no, he says become a soldier and leave leave civilian affairs. There's another scripture about endure hardship. Probably just read it in James. Endure it. Consider it a joy. What's that one? And then, you know, stand and when everything else and there's nothing left That's to stand. That's Ephesians. That's like that one too. Lack of complaint. Persistence. 
to continue on despite opposition or difficulty <laughs> to become unrelenting. Yeah, it doesn't sound like patience, now, does now, it? You, you exhibit that and the religious spirit is going to throw something at you and say, you're just stubborn. And you've got to learn... Prideful. Yeah, you've got to learn to determine or discern that you are operating in patience. You know, that persistence, that fortitude is the strength and firmness of mind. Mm. Serenity. Doing all of this, but re remain calm. Peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to develop patience a bit more, I think. You know where patience has grown? In the Mount Trial. Mount Trial. I love Mount Trial. <laughs> I was actually, I was actually, I actually said to God the other day, I was like, uh, okay, can you just let up for a little bit? Just for a little bit. Let me just <laughs> gather myself before you throw more Mount Trials my way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just, 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 you guys out there, out there listening, write these three scriptures down and just go and meditate on them. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 31 to 33. James chapter 1, verse 11 to 13. And Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. And just while you're reading them, meditate on the fruit of patience. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you should pause it probably now and rewind and write those down. Yep. Hebrews 10, 31 to 33. James 1, 11 to 13. Ephesians 6, 13. Cool. Um, so are we able to go through how... Uh, have we actually gone through this already? What patience comes through? Yeah, yeah, that's what we're going through. Just, next. just before, before just before, I, I just want to throw one thought out now. Just before we start, you love throwing looking. your thoughts out there. Absolutely, um, nuggets of gold, <laughs> putting them everywhere. One of the one of the things that that you 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 need to start working on is your language, and the understanding of your language, and when you're dealing with other people, to understand how they interpret what you are saying or how they receive what you are saying. Yep. You've said that before. Get yeah. your definitions correct. Get your definitions right. Our biblical language. Biblical language is, is is military language. That's as far as I'm concerned. You know, when when when, when someone comes to talk to me about love, it's, I interpret that through the eyes of a warrior. I interpret patience. Look at how I interpret patience. Mm. You know, people, you know, self-control, all, all that kind of stuff. People, people oftentimes want to interpret it more PC way. Yeah. I interpret it more military way. And when you say military way, I always think, to me, it's just a place of strength is yes. what I find. That's what I find when you say military way, when you talk about, say, self-control, it is a strength. It's a it comes from a place like the rock, the cornerstone, mm. comes from a place of strength to fight from. Mm. It's not... A weak kind of. You see, you see, you know the, I, yeah. the, en the enemy has been successful in uh, bringing a passivity into the church. Um, you know, and 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 it just it just neutralizes this military language that the Bible uses. It, it just neutralizes it all. For me, when I look at a warrior. I look at probably one of the most self-controlled, a good warrior, self-controlled people that you will ever find. 
Go ahead, Ben. Grab a sweet. <laughs> there is. You know why I grab these? Because I, th- I have a cold and I have a cough welling up. I'm like, I don't want to cough on the podcast, so I'll grab a mint. Yeah, I get, I, I get and I make more noise doing this. Now that you've, now that you've highlighted <laughs> here in your throat, i got to do it. My wife's going to climb all over me. Do you want a mint? I'm going to cough. Excuse me. <clears throat> Oh, there you go. Now. Yeah, I know. I can hear the siren going. <laughs> Carolyn's getting angry. <laughs> All right. Uh, where where does patience come from? Where does this Where does this fruit get grown? Mm. Okay. Number one, mount trial, trials and temptations. All right. That's where, that's that's when you're going to see where this patience comes from. Uh, second area, endurance. Patience will will be developed in the arena of hardship. Yep. All right. Uh, when you get put under strain, when the Lord takes you out into the desert of training, where you're led of the Spirit to go and get trained, you know, pay, that's where you're going to de- have your patience developed to learn the lessons that the Spirit of God is teaching you in that place. Mm. So that's James one twelve. Go and read that. Endurance, the area of endurance. Um, hold, that's where you learn to hold steady. Hold, hold, hold. Yeah. You know, keep steady. Yeah. Um, how does that look like in my life? All right. That's a big um, question. Yeah, yeah that yeah. probably a lot of people are asking. So, ask yourself these questions: What are you facing right now? Is what you are facing a life lesson, a character lesson of the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit teaching you a life lesson or a character character lesson right now? Mm. Or is what you are facing an attack from the prowling lion, the enemy? Yep. Or is what I'm facing the result of the wages of sin in my life? So the Lord is now starting to deal with sin issues in my life. Yeah. So recognize the desert that you're in. Training desert, battle desert, or a sin desert. Mm. And then you'll be able to ask the right question and deal with it appropriately. So if it's the sin desert, 1 John 1, 9. If it's the battle desert, you go, go into Ephesians, you analyze the situation and you apply it and bring it to bear. If it's the training desert, you just... Lord, what are you teaching me? And try and get out of there as quickly as you can. Learn the lesson. Try and learn the lesson. <laughs> okay, I've got it. Rescue me. Yeah. Um, patience comes through service. So, uh, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 4. Patience comes through chastisement. Hebrews 12, 1 to 17. Okay, now I've got to just differentiate. That's the sin desert. Yep. Right? Okay. So, when a Christian enters into sin, as I've said before, there's three areas it's an accident. It's a uh, habit, and then it's what's the other one? No, it's a, a fault, and then a habit. Yeah, yep. All right. Training desert, the Lord will start dealing with your faults and your wounds, etc. But if it's a habit and it's hidden, and you're not listening to the Lord, the Lord will start to bring His word to bear in your life. And there are three levels that He'll deal with you at. Discipline, He'll just start speaking to you and start putting the fire up in your life through circumstances, situations. People bring you words, sermons will convict you, etc. Mm-hmm. You don't listen to that. It goes up to chastisement. And that means things really start turning up in your life. Your life starts getting into turmoil. Oftentimes there, Christians misunderstand that for battle. Yeah. Because they hide in the sin, but they, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm at war. I'm at war. The devil's fighting me. And they misinterpret that. Be careful of that. Conviction, condemnation. Learn that lesson. Thirdly, chastisement. I think he said that for second. Uh, judgment. So, yeah. Second's judgment. Second's chastisement. Oh, third, third is judgment. Right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. That's right. Judgment, you don't want to be there. No. 
That's when the lid comes off. That's when, yes. Yep. All right, number five, undeserved affliction. Okay. Patient comes through undeserved affliction. Yeah, 1 Peter 2.20. You want me to read it for you? I'll read it. Yeah. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. It's pretty cool. <laughs> in doing well, number six. I'll read this, Romans 2.7 in the NIV. To those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. Mm. Wow, yeah. that's, that's pretty... <laughs> those are strong words, hey? Yeah. Doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality. Yeah. yeah. Seeking kingdom. Uh, in bearing fruit. Yep, Luke 8.15. But yep. I mean, this is one we've talked about before. Yeah. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Okay. So in bearing fruit, that's through where you, you develop patience. Yeah. And, 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 and notice that the bearing of fruit is in the deep water. Fulfilling Matthew 28, Isaiah 61. That's where the fruit is grown. Not in the confines of, of, of the local church in the harbour. Yeah, calm water Christians. Yep. Cool, and lastly from David, we have a warning. No, that's, a bit, that's a bit lame, isn't it? Uh, this is a warning from David to you all. All right. Impatience. The opposite of patience. The opposite of patience. Impatience in our walk as a Christian. Um, go and read the story of King Saul, specifically around 1 Samuel chapter 13. Be very, very careful of exercising the flesh, your flesh, impatience in the deserts. Because generally, impatience, when it is exercised in the desert of training or in the desert of sin, and we are not interpreting it correctly, or when God is teaching us to walk in obedience, we manifest impatience actually to god yeah so we might be very interesting yeah. we might be we might be directing our impatience towards someone but in actual fact we are in, directing towards that towards god and the consequences of manifesting impatience towards god is pretty pretty severe that's that's very that's a very interesting point to make david and I, i've sort of struggled with that myself in um not figuring out, but in hearing the call in my life that God has placed there and, and growing impatient with God in regard to it. Like, why can't I just learn everything and get it done? I want to be in ministry. I want to be ahead of this major thing. Like, why do I have to wait? And I think it's pretty common, I would suspect, that impatience towards God and how he's training you, what he's putting you through. Mm. Like, why have I been in Blockbuster for three years, you know? Like, mm. I could grow impatient with that. That's yeah. a good point, David. Yeah. Good warning. Now, the very sound of the word patience often, often gives the impression of passivity. And we've spoken about the link of passivity and patience. And it's a pretty interesting play of words. The opposite of patience is impatience. So now I've, what I've done is I've got the definition down of patience and I've gone to the opposite. Yeah. So 
like if we're talking about endurance, to undergo hardships, to take strain without yielding, to continue, the opposite is, the, is, is a shortage, a complete absence, a lack, a collapse. Mm. Stay in power, defensiveness, defensive... Defenselessness. Listness, thank you. It's okay. Tolerance, the ability to endure, hardship, pain, the ability to withstand extremes, to, to, to be tolerant towards a person. Mm -hmm. The opposite is bigotry, prejudice, narrow-mindedness, fanaticism, small-mindedness. Mm -hmm. You know, just walking away. Mm -hmm. Lack of complaint. The opposite is whining. Whining. Yeah. Yep. Oh, why me, God? Why me, God? Self-pity. You know, how often do people misunderstand or misread the training ground? Oh, you know? man, yeah. Why I'm afflicted with such agony? And... Probably the most fantastic illustration of complaint would be the Israelites going around Mount Sinai for four years. <laughs> yeah. You I shouldn't know? laugh. That wasn't a very fun time for the no, Israelites. No. The whole generation died. Yeah, I shouldn't laugh then. <laughs> Made you I'm looking at you. Oh, no, I'm no, looking no. at you, but You're I got laughing at the Israelites. You're no, no, very no. mean right I'm now. I'm laughing at you, laughing at them. <laughs> Put my foot in my mouth again is what you're laughing at. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, persistence, which is continue to continue despite opposition or difficulty, become unrelenting. Feebleness, delicateness, weakness, frailty. Mm -hmm. Fortitude is strength, firmness of mind. Opposite weakness, serenity, peaceful, calm. The oppositeness is the hustle and bustle. It's just, you, you, you just... Frantic. Frantic all the time. Yeah. You know, you can't just settle down. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. All right, well, now you all know about the fruit of patience. Patience. Just patience. patience develops character. Yeah. And God will put you in situations to develop character because God is more important, more interested in your character than anything else. Than anything else. Here's a couple of words I might have, uh, scriptures I might have given to you, them to you before. James 1 4, 2 Timothy 2 12, Colossians 1 uh, 11 and 12. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it, give it, give the, uh, the listeners a challenge. One of your favorite challenges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cool. Uh, what type of fruit tree are you? I think you gave that one last did week. I? Yeah. I think you spoke on it. Yeah, you I did. You did. did. I know I? you did. You talked about it and you gave these two scriptures. All right. And then you said for them to go away and study it. So right. do you want to give the challenge, answer? <laughs> challenges back out there, guys. Um, <laughs> keep thinking about it. Keep in thinking other words, about yeah. it. Keep thinking about go it. Go through it again, though, because they'll... Jude 1, 12 to 13. Are you that tree or are you a Psalm 1, 3 to 5 tree? Hmm. And we're going to go into the explanations of those a bit further and talk about that in the future. Yep. In theory. That's patience. That's patience, geez. So yeah, be, be, be mindful of it. And if you want to pray for it, go ahead. But be wary, you'll be going up Mount Trial. But the thing is, don't shy away from it because no. you need patience in the battle. You do. In the raging seas. You need patience. Yeah. You, you know, because patience will show you when, where, how, and why. Mm. That's very good. Very good lesson, David. Thank you, David. <laughs> Woo! Lord. Ah, uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, God. <laughs> Sorry, I gave you glory. Thanks, God. Woo! All right, guys, we'll finish up there. Thanks very much for listening to us, and we really enjoy doing these podcasts. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to hear some stories about uh, defeats, triumphs, anything that you've gotten from this podcast. So head on over to www.life.com life-house.net and send us an email i think 
the email if you just want to bypass all that is at info 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 at life-house.net so yeah thanks guys and we'll see you next week all right see you guys bye